and welcome to JNL Stadium Tour Unleashed. This is the Wild Card Weekend Recap. My name is Justin. And I'm Lucas. And in this episode, we're going to review our thoughts for Wild Card Weekend. It is in the books. Our first game of Wild Card Weekend was the Browns and Texans. And I was shocked on how much of a blowout this game was. Uh, there's a lot of posts on Twitter and stuff saying which team could be the biggest surprise. I did pick the Texans being the big surprise, and man, did they show up today. The Browns did not, and Stroud led his team <laughs> to victory. The two defensive inter- interceptions for touchdowns pretty much set the tone and sealed the deal for the Texans. The big 82-yarder and then another 36-yarder, just back-to-back. It was just absolutely insane. They were making Joe Flacco feel uncomfortable pretty much all game. They had four sacks, but they were in his face pretty much all day. He wasn't able to do much. Uh, The biggest highlight on the Brown side was Cream Hunt. He was the one that scored both their touchdowns, but yeah, I was just shocked at the outscore of this game. I thought the defense was going to show up more on the Brown side, but they did not, and yeah, it was shocking, but I'm not surprised because of how good this Texans team is. Yeah, I think a lot of stuff cut up with the Browns in this game. Uh, I mean, they had a, such a good run through injuries, you know, finding Joe Flacco to come in and play the way he did. Uh, it's unfortunate for how their season ended in this game. Uh, they were, I mean, one of the top defenses, and their offense was moving the ball pretty easily throughout the second half of the season there. Um, but the biggest takeaway, uh, Stroud is legit. He is very good. Um, There's not much else you can say about him other than it's so much fun to watch him play. Uh, This this Texans team is really solid in total, which is kind of surprising. That I would say they've been probably the biggest surprise of the entire season. Uh, And, I mean, they're going to be good for a while. they got a lot of young players that are just coming together here and throughout the next couple of years, if they can continue the drafting routes that they've gone, this team's going to be good for quite some time. Uh, it's fun to see the players continue to step up the way they did. Um, you have, uh, I'm drawing a blank on the wide receiver that went down a couple weeks, oh, a few weeks back. Yeah. Yeah. Dale. Yeah. Thank Dale. Um, and they didn't really show, you know, any slowdown with that. People have stepped in. Uh, Dalton Schwartz did what, I mean, he does. And he only had one catch. He usually gets a few more. But, you know, the 30 to 50 yards touchdown, he's pretty consistent with that. Nico Collins is really good. I just, I'm excited to see what, I mean, not to overshadow this weekend and stuff coming up, but this team fully healthy 
I'm ready for for that again. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but this team is fun. Um, I, I think they're going to have a rough time coming up here next weekend. But we'll do the predictions later. Um, this game, like you had said, um, Flacco didn't look the best. He made a lot of bad throws. It, he wasn't terrible. Uh, those two interceptions, though, on the first one, I think it was. I mean, it happened. The second one looked like he was just trying to make something happen. Um, and it, it's unfortunate, but that's how it goes. And in this game, the Texans were the better team. Yeah, absolutely. The nice thing that I like about this Texans offense is when one person's down, a lot of other people step up. Because when Dell went, I mean, Collins went down, Noah Brown would step up. Tank Bell went down, now Noah, Nico Collins is back. He's doing his thing. John Machetti is coming. He played pretty well this game. Like, when one person's having a bad time, it seems like someone's always stepping up to fill in for that person that's having a down game. Yeah. Um, the big, another big thing I hope with the Browns, if they, because I'm guessing Flacco, since he is old, hopefully he has another year in him. But, like, they need to find a quarterback like Flacco because David Njoku is absolutely outstanding when he has a quarterback that can actually give him the ball. <laughs> yeah. Like, when you don't have – when he didn't have a good quarterback, you never seen his name in, like, anything. And then once they started getting – Joe Flacco, this, I think he's had the most yards since Joe Flacco's gotten there till the end for tight ends and he was playing absolutely outstanding. Too bad his season had to end this way. He had a big game, but yeah, like you said, best team one here, better team one. And this is why you got to show up every day, especially in the playoffs. It's season's a new season when it comes to playoffs. So got to show up, got to play good. And the Texans defense just definitely wanted it more and got after everyone. And the yeah, sport kind of showed that. <laughs> the Texans defense played real good. I I was very impressed with how they played. Especially for um, being so young. Yeah. Um, to kind of add on to that Flacco-style like quarterback, it'll be interesting because, I mean, they got so much tied up in with Watson still. Yeah what they're going to do if they're going to try to go back to him. I don't, I don't think they should. I I think that should just be no. a mistake that happened in, in part ways, um, move on. But um, I don't know what, what they would be able to do as far as for getting a quarterback of that style. I mean, we've talked about a handful of quarterbacks that are out there as potentials for other teams. Um, you know, maybe throw the Browns in for, a couple of those quarterbacks that we talked about. Short Browning sure. and um, there's one other one I can't think of right now. <laughs> and, but Nick I think would work pretty well here. Um there's a few. Yeah. I mean Raiders are probably gonna be getting rid of on where it is. Uh, at least who knows what they're gonna do with the three quarterbacks for them. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting um, throughout the offseason for what that happens there. But um, Fitment, definitely on the Texan side. Um, you, you can't go against Stroud, right? <laughs> yeah. Every time I go against him, it's bad <laughs> for me. <laughs> Alrighty, next game. Another big game, the Saturday night game, Dolphins against the Chiefs. A cold one. Uh, clearly, the Dolphins don't play good in the cold, and the Chiefs are used to it. And they came out with a big win. I was, was not expecting a blowout like this. Um, you just can't count the Chiefs out. No matter if they're not having the year they normally are having, they're a tough team. And their players stepped up when they had to. Rishi Rice is going to be an absolute tear for years to come as well if he, if Mahomes can get him the ball because he does not drop the ball like Travis Kelsey does, which is very shocking. Wide open twice, missed them both. You don't see that very often in him, but the most dropped team in the league, they showed up when it counted and they proved why they're the defending champions because this Miami offense has been absolute killer all year and they just stopped them to seven points. So it's not a good time for other people to see how good the Chiefs actually can be this year when their wide receivers can actually catch the ball. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting. I really like Pacheco. I've been talking him up all all year. The way he runs is the way you want your running backs run hard every single time. He never gives up. He's just really fun to watch. Almost 100 yards touchdown. And he just plays so hard. Such a fun player to watch. And, yeah, good game all around. Mahomes. And code stamped there to the next round. It was just not much really happened in this game other than the Chiefs. So, yeah, going in, I mean, once we heard the weather issues and stuff for this game, we knew it was going to be a tough one. It'd be brutal to play in that temperature. Um, but that, that's part of the risk with an outdoor stadium and home field advantage type situations like that. Um, overall, you know, Miami, coming from where they play to there, it's, it's going to be a tough game for them. Plus, the injuries that they've had in the past few weeks, uh, it's a lot to overcome. And yeah. they weren't able to do that. Um, as far as the Chiefs, you would touch this, both of them. Um, Race and Pacheco, they are going to be the reason the Chiefs can advance if they continue. Uh, they need to continue what they're doing. Um, I, I think, you know, Kelsey isn't known for dropping very often, so maybe attribute that to the weather. <laughs> but it is what it is. At the end of the day, he did have, have some. Um, but, I mean, this whole team in general all season has been terrible at it, so... 
once somebody starts, it kind of gets passed around and everybody starts dropping everything, it seems like. Yeah, it seemed like a constant thing for this team. Yeah. But I think this is the most catches that Kelsey had in a few weeks here. Yeah, he's been pretty quiet as of late. Um, but honestly, one of the biggest surprises lately has been the defense of the Chiefs, just how well they've been playing. And it's just kind of like a silent, like, nobody really talks about the Chiefs' defense. But they're not a not a bad defense um, compared to prior years, at least, when the Chiefs make a run. So Yeah, they have some really good players. Sneed. Yep. They have Sneed. They Bolton's really good. That uh, DM'd, I don't know how to say his name, last name, such as K, but <clears throat> he was on fire. He had... Should have been two sacks, but they gave him a one and a half for it. But <clears throat> he's really good. Their team all around, and then you have Chris Jones, of course, who got the other half of the sack. But right, all just studs. They have a lot of good players. Like you said, they don't get talked about near as much as they should, just because they have Mahomes and Kelsey on their team. And generally, the, I mean, the Chiefs are usually a pretty quick offense. Um, prior prior years, at least, they were they would score points quickly, and that defense would be on the field so often that by the end of the games, I'm sure they were tired, and so it didn't seem like they were as good as what they were. But you, you can definitely see that the defense is pretty good in the way that they played I mean, the past few weeks, actually. Yeah, it's been shown. It's the right time to start showing. Yeah, for sure. Oh, Bolton, he's uh, he's definitely their leader on that defense, and he's probably one of the best linebackers in the game that doesn't get talked about near as much as he should. But I did expect a little bit more running from the Dolphins coming into the game. Mm-hmm. But it, they didn't really run a whole lot. Just because that's usually what they fall back to, and they got such a good. I mean, they can pass or run, and in this weather, you would think that the running would have been utilized a little bit more. But they fell down behind and score, and probably panicked a little bit. Right. Yeah, because eight a chain. Well, again, a chain only had six versus only nine yards, <clears throat> so that's only one point. What? One? You already hear He's due to break I mean, one at any time. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Either and one then, back. Like, I think that, but like you said, of the whole uh, getting panicked, you know, yeah. that's probably a big part of it because Mozart only averaged four, which is still pretty good. So I think they just got scared and we're like, well, if we don't get on the scoreboard, we're not going to be able to sit keep up with Kansas City, especially when they're catching the ball. Yeah. Even though I think Buckner had, what, four field goals this game, I think? Yeah, four. Yeah, it was quite a few. Yeah, it was four. And we have the touchdown in the first and fourth quarter, so... Yeah. I don't know. It just kind of surprised me. I... I Expected much more running out of both teams. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Kansas City 
kind of lived up to the amount of running. But. Yeah. Well, when you have a workhorse like Pacheco, you got to give him it. Right. He doesn't like stop. Those legs are always moving. Like, he's always fighting. Some of these running backs just get in there, just like, mm, okay, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Look, you're in the NFL, dude. You gotta, you gotta do something. He's getting hit by three, four people, and those legs are just going until he's all the way to the ground. But each hit is magnified so bad in this weather too. So it, it was definitely a tough one, I'm sure. I wouldn't like playing in that, that's for sure. No. Alrighty, I think that's all I got for that game. Yeah, that's all I got there. Alrighty, well, I'll let you go start the next game, the first Sunday game, the Packers against the Cowboys. Yeah, so this one, almost instantly, I was, I knew that we were gonna lose. Uh, Packers drove down the field, scored a touchdown with ease. Um, ultimately, they had them stopped. It was, I think it would have been a three and out. Then there was a penalty, extend that drive. And then from there, Packers offense did what they wanted against that defense. Um, the biggest indicator that we were going to lose was the first play by the Cowboys was a rush up the middle. Second play was a rush up the middle and the third play was a pass and then they went punt actually maybe they got a first down on that one I can't remember but anyways anytime that they do that throughout the years rush up the middle rush up the middle and then pass on third it's not a good sign for that team because that's not how they play they should be passing on first down going into the start of the game and that's how they you know, set the tempo for the offense. Um, everybody just looked kind of off. Uh, Dak is getting a lot of, I guess, crap talked about him. I think Dak is probably the player that played the best on the team, offense or defense. Yeah. However, you can't complete passes when the receivers are quitting on routes, not catching the ball when it hits them in the hands. Um, strangely enough, the Cowboys are second or third in drops this year. Um, and not too far behind Kansas City, which kind of surprised me yeah. when I looked that up. Um, it is a game that I didn't expect to go this way going into the game. But like I said, as soon as it started, I knew it was going to be a rough one. Um, just kind of an example, the four games this season that started out the same play style was the first Eagles game, the Cardinals loss, or the Cardinals game, I guess, where we lost, yep. both Eagles and Cardinals, and the Chargers, which we barely beat, and the Jets. And that Jets game was like horrible wind and rain <laughs> yeah. um, and early in the season. So I would, like, if you give me that play design starting a game, I would predict it's a loss. 
And it looked just like what it was with Jason Garrett. Run, run, throw, punt. Run, run, throw, punt. Um, on the other side, I, I'm not going to talk too much on the Cowboys because they, they played very poorly all around and deserved to lose this game by nowhere near what the score is because a lot of that was when the starters were on the bench. Um, Aaron Jones is probably the most important thing to this Packers team. Yeah. At least when he plays in Dallas. Um, yeah. Tend to own him a little bit. He, he sets the tempo for this offense, though. And as far as their quarterback, uh, Jordan Love, I think the, what, since like week 10, he is first in like most passing stats. Yeah, pretty much everything, yeah. Uh, which is crazy. And they're going to be fine at quarterback, which is crazy and sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how they keep doing this, yeah. but he, he's, he's good. Um, he makes a lot of really good throws, and it seems like everything is in slow motion for him. Yeah, he played really well today. I don't, I mean, Sunday. I don't like saying that <clears throat> due to being a Vikings fan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he played really well. He, His pocket presence this game was just absolutely ridiculous. He could feel every pressure. And there was times he held the ball a lot longer than he should have, and he still somehow came up with the throw. But do you have it? a lot of credit to these wide receivers too. They didn't quit on routes like a lot of teams like to do when they see their quarterback getting rushed. Uh, Dobbs probably, I think it was like four, three or four of his catches were extensions of his plays because of how much (laughs) love had to scramble and just chucked it up. And Dobbs was right there every single time he played really well. And again, you get these, wide receivers that usually Wicks, he's just come out of nowhere. Musgrave, oh, gee, sorry. Uh, you know, he was on and off all year as well. But the Cowboys, like, literally shut down J- Jaden Reed, who's been having a huge, huge year towards the end of this year. Same with, same with Bo Melton, and they did nothing. So it's crazy to see how these other people are going to show up get the touchdowns they need. But, yeah, like you said, Aaron Jones, absolute monster. He tore it up. That's pretty much what won this game. And the couple, I mean, Green Bay's defense, I can't take that away from them. They played really well. Um, Yeah, just all-around good team effort for Green Bay. It was just, I don't like seeing it, but it's fun to watch just because fan point, but as the podcast commentator, it's really fun to watch. It's good. Good football. You like to see it from a young team. And it's just going to be crazy to see what they actually can do, especially with this next game that's going to be coming up next week or this week. Yeah. I was, I was very impressed with how they came out ready to play. 
Um, and I just, I wish that's how the coaches and players were for the Cowboys came out ready to play. Um, it seems like, you know, every so often yeah. throughout a the season, they come out not aware that they're playing a game at that time. Right. And then third quarter, they try to do a mount to come back and they're, yeah, it's they're already too late. Yeah, it's too far. Um, I'm just going to touch quick too. Um, so Dak had the two interceptions. Um, one of them, I think, was a tip pass. Or was it? No, that was, uh, one of them was, who was it? Cooks ran a really weak route and should have been at least deflected by him, but it was just kind of given up. The other one was a very poor throw or poor read, however you want to call it. And, uh, the defender made a really good play. Um, Drawing a blank on his name right now, Savage, um, Darnell Savage. Yeah, that was that diving one, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the uh, interception for touchdown. Uh, I don't think that one was diving. The diving one was the one that Jair Cook, had then? Yeah, that Cooks had the really poor route on. Okay, yeah. I believe. Um, but that that's what's going to be talked about all season, or all off season. Oh, those two interceptions. Yep. It was just frustrating that that's how it is going to be instead of, I mean, the Packers played an amazing game and they earned that win. And it should be the entire Cowboys team that's talked about, not just Dak. Yeah. But uh, who, oh, no, of course I'm going to forget his name. There's a football analyst that was talking and they're like, there's absolutely no way. And heck, you can blame this game on Dak Prescott. No. Zero chance. He's like, the defense played like that, but it was absolutely awful. If you even think about blaming this on Dak, you are wrong. He played very well, over 400 yards passed and three touchdowns. You cannot put this on him. And, yeah, he was going off about what was going on. Like, if you can't. Stop the other team from scoring. I think there was only one punt. Was it one punt right from the Packers? Punting. Oh, they had three punts, but they didn't have a punt in the first three quarters. Yeah, their offense was on fire. Yeah, so it would have been after they started resting starters that they started punting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if if you can't stop their offense from driving down the field and scoring every possession that you're going to lose. Um, but, yeah, no. Packers played a game, and it'll be interesting to see what they can do because midway through the season, nobody expected them to be in the playoffs. No. Not whatsoever. Alrighty, our next game, Sunday night. Uh, Rams against the Lions. Nah, really good game. I... Hmm. I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. Just because the game only ended by one point. The refs screwed the Rams over in this game. And I will say that is the reason why they lost this game. Uh, Puka went absolutely insane. 
and was tearing it up pretty much all game, 181 yards and a touchdown. And the last drive, he literally had two people all over him, tackling him before the ball even came close. And they didn't call a pass interference or a hold or anything on the defense whatsoever. It would have extended the play, and they would have been able to score at least three more points, if not a touchdown. And that's what, in my opinion, last game, it was ridiculous. And there's a the next two games, I can bring that up. And yeah. it's just ridiculous how this seems to happen every single year. All year long, where the ju- the refs screw one team over, and nothing ever gets like nothing happens to the refs. Like there's no fines. There, like if a football player messes up, hits someone, I you know tackles a person the wrong way, they get fined. They get this. They get that. But nothing on the refs. You can see it on the jumbotron. Everyone's going crazy, but there's no way to fix it like you can't challenge it you can't throw a flag on it nothing other than whatever the ref says that's what goes and it sucks because the rams played good enough to get themselves down the field and that would have put them in position to score and they couldn't do it because they did that and it drives me absolutely bonkers uh Detroit won. They played well. They have a very talented team. People show up when they need to. Josh Reynolds, he played really well against his old team. So did Josh, uh, Jared Goff. And I give them props. Their team showed up. They played. They did what they had to do to win. Nothing taken away from them, but they definitely did not, should not have won this game. It, it's tough when it's penalties like that. Um, they should have some sort of review process, um, whether it's a certain number per game or however they can set it up, kind of like the the review for plays. But I think it should be separate than that because it's a completely different situation. Right. Um, but, yeah, you, you see it. And my biggest issue with it is that they need consistency in it because – it's yeah, one game they'll call it, another game they won't. And how are you going to know what is okay and what isn't? Then, like, clearly that shouldn't that should have been called. Um, but <laughs> it is what it is. Um, I'm not much for blaming the refs. I know you aren't either, but it it does get frustrating. It gets old seeing that happen time and time again. Um, I had no real stake in this game. Um, I am fine with both teams. Yeah, uh, both teams have a lot of talent. Um, it's just unfortunate for a season to end the way it, it can in that situation. Um, Puka, I mean, he's had an amazing season and has such a bright future for him. It's the excitement of that alone. 
I mean, it, it's going to be fun, but it just sucks losing a game like that. Yeah. Uh, like you said, Puka, I forgot to bring this up when I was ranting about myself, about <laughs> the nonsense. Puka broke another record, a rookie record, most yeah. yards as a rookie. That's phenomenal. And before, not to stop you, I forgot, I'll let you finish, but, uh, I forgot to say this in the Packers game, but Jordan Love, it was the first person to get a perfect passer rating in the playoff debut. So that's in itself is pretty amazing for a guy that doesn't get to play, didn't play a lot before this year. Did you just Kanye me? <laughs> I forgot to say it. <laughs> I just looked at my notes again, and I had it too far up. And then I was like, oh, wait. What the I'm heck? Finish, but Beyonce had the best song, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was it. Yep. <laughs> I did. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it was uh, receiving yards in a playoff game by a rookie, right? Yep. Yeah, I mean, he's – Phenomenal player, and just crazy that went as far as he did in the draft. Um, Fifth round, wasn't it? Yeah. And, I mean, he's, he's going to have a solid career. He's got a really good quarterback, too, so that's beneficial for him. Yeah. Um, I Like you said, I, I think they played well enough to win the game on the other side. The Lions also played well enough to win the game. Uh, they got such good young talent on the Lions as well. You got Laporta. I think he is struggling with his knee still, so I don't think he had quite as much playtime as he probably wanted. Right. Um, but he did have a touchdown, which is nice to see. Um, that rookie uh, running back, Gibbs, he also had a touchdown. Such a freak, man. Nice to see both of them succeeding. Um I'm just kind of carrying over the the whole rookie talk from from Puka. Um, it's nice to see them all succeed. Lions moving on. Uh, they have another home game, which is crazy. Uh, shouldn't be too tough for them, but we'll discuss that later. Um, yeah, just unfortunate ending for Rams, but it was a good game. It was a very good game. And well, I'm not taking anything from the Lions either. I want to say that as well. I don't mind the Lions as much as the other two teams in the NFC North. But they have a lot of talent on this team. <laughs> well, they're good. I still wish it would have been a, a two-point conversion that the yeah. Rams win on. I mean, if they would have down for two on both of their touchdowns, it could have been. That would have been even better. That would have been so awesome. <laughs> but, That's yeah. all I got. All right, so we'll move on. Uh, next game, we got the Steelers and Bills, which was moved from early game Sunday to Monday due to weather. Um, time was a little inconvenient for a lot of people probably, but the game went on. Um, yeah, that weather was insane. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they showed the 
stadium as it was being shoveled because they were still getting snow up until like an hour and a half before the game. Yeah. And a lot of people had to shovel to their own seats. Or Yeah, they were trenching through that. Dig their way to it, yeah. <laughs> kind of funny. Uh be an uncomfortable game to go to as a fan, but um oh, you brought yeah. warm gear, I guess. It wouldn't be nearly as bad as the Chiefs game. But, yeah, there was a lot of people that had to go to the hospital. It was like 69, like, emergency calls. For the, a, this one or Chief, the Chiefs? The Chiefs game. Yeah, that that temperature is dangerous. But, yeah. Um, this one, uh, so this Bills team is the one that can scare a lot of teams. Uh, if you get the Bills team with the turnovers, uh, they can lose to anyone. Uh, this this game, though, uh, was pretty dominant as far as how the offense was for the Bills. Um, it seemed like they, they could do almost whatever they wanted. Uh, I, I would like to see Diggs have a bigger impact in the game. But either way, he does draw attention. So he is going to be an impact there if he's not getting the catches in the yards. I think he had a few more targets, but um, Josh Allen, his rushing was huge in this game. Um, I think he had like a 50-yard run, didn't he? Yeah, 52 yards. 52-yard touchdown. Um, It's funny because you don't necessarily think of him as you know, a quarterback that can take off and run that far. He's a big quarterback and hard to bring down. But he's got a little bit of speed to him, too. Um, I honestly don't think a lot of people thought Steelers really stood a chance in this game. No. Um, especially, I mean, them, too, the way that their season had gone and the changes they went through. I mean, the Bills had that, too. They got rid of their... Offensive coordinator mid-season. Um, the Steelers, though, they were they were a very bad team. Their offense was really bad for many weeks. Um, I think ultimately the biggest issue for this team in this game, they couldn't get the run game going. Yeah. Because that's what the Steelers rely on. Um I don't have a whole lot on that other than um, if this Bills team continues without the turnovers, they could be scary. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I guess the big thing for me out of this, uh, Najee Harris, like you said, this run game needs to be big for this team. Najee Harris had two straight games with over 100 yards, and the Bills shut him down pretty much. Um so that's a key factor in winning a team that relies on the run game as much as these guys do. Uh, but it was 17-24, and Pickens got the same as last game, absolutely annihilated, no plague, no nothing. Drove me absolutely nuts. They could have went down tied the game, and it could have changed the outcome of the game or just – 
the trajectory of the game. And Pickens grabbed his helmet and chucked it, which is exactly what I was doing to my hands when they didn't call it. (laughs) This was the other, that was a big crucial part of a game where you need to call those. It would have affected the outcome. I don't, it could have, but at the same time, I think the Bills still would have won. But you got to call those. Like we said earlier, you got to be consistent, and it's getting really ridiculous. Um, and the other thing you brought up that long Josh Allen run. So they're talking about he f- faked the slide, but when you're what is he six three, six four, six five, yeah, six five. It kind of looked like a juke. And yeah. when you're that big, it's going to look funny. <laughs> like, yeah. when you're 5'8 to 6'1, your jukes are going to look crisp. They're going to look good. And they're going to look so much better than a 6'5 white boy that clearly doesn't juke very often. <laughs> so, honestly, I don't know if it was him fake sliding or him just being that non-nimble when he's running because they just, I think it was the drive before he slid, got hit, and then they got flagged. Um, So I don't know if him doing that juke and it looked kind of like a slide that the defenders pulled off because, of course, they didn't want another penalty. But I think it was just more he isn't nimble. And doesn't can't run like that, yeah. and isn't very agile. <laughs> but it was an amazing run, either which way you look at it. Because once he split those defenders, he just ran away from everyone. Yeah. Like he had that breakaway speed after like thirty yards, and he still broke away. So the play was just amazing in general. But I wanted to bring that play up because there was so much hate going on with it. And these people even brought up a compilation of his fake slides, but they all looked the same. It looked like he was going to juke, but he does not juke. And he just ran away. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I was going to read ridiculous. Completely forgot about that. So I'm glad you brought that up. There's that video. I assume it's probably the same one that I saw. But what it looks like when he goes to change, like he – he plants his leg in the ground and shifts the other way instead of doing yeah. like the agile juke that running backs do, or I mean, some of those quarterbacks that run um, right. more <laughs> athletically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> however you want to say it. Um, but like Lamar doesn't do that because he doesn't need to. But when Josh Allen no. is going, he's got a lot of size behind him. And yeah, it, looks like, it looks like he's just like planting his leg to shift direction. It's not a fake slide. Like if you want to see a fake slide, look at Kenny Pickett's in college. Yeah. Um, there's also who was it that did it a couple of years ago in the pros? Um, I don't know, but the backup. I can't think of who it was right now. I think he ended up getting fined for it. Which you should. Um, either way. <laughs> um, it, it doesn't look like a fake slide. Like, it's like that compilation video is like 50 plays or 70 plays yeah. or something like that. And so they're like all the same 20 way. Minutes. 
and it's all the exact same. It just, I think, right or left leg, like depending on which way he's shifting. It, yep. It looks like he's just planting his leg and shifting. But yeah, he's just not agile. I forgot to bring that up, so it was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, other than that, Shakir, he had a really nice touchdown. He broke off that defender and spun and ran for a touchdown. That was absolutely amazing. See, that's what you call athletic. Like, <laughs> that's what happens. Uh, Dalton Kincaid, I think I brought it up last week. Another big performance by him. I know it's only three catches, but he had almost 60 yards in touchdown. He is a le- legit tight end. I don't care what a lot of people say, not being the top tier of the tight ends, he is. He's been consistent. He's good. I really like him, and he is a huge, huge part of this Buffalo's offense. And like you said, if this team right here shows up, the Chiefs definitely have a problem. Yeah, it's just a matter of which which team shows up. You're either going to get yeah. no interceptions from Allen, or you're going to get a whole bunch, and yeah. then they're going to call him playing hero ball, like, but not talk bad about his mistakes. Right, because but, they call him risky. Yeah, well, and during yeah. this during this broadcast too, like they kept talking about how he. Um, what was it they kept saying over and over again that he tries to make plays downfield that ends up sometimes turning into interceptions, but he makes more big plays down the field than he ends up getting with interceptions. Like, what are you trying to say with that even? (laughs) They're just making a loop. Yeah, he's still making the interceptions, like, making bad throws that turn into interceptions, you're just discrediting it all of that because he makes more bigger plays. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. And don't get me wrong. He, he is a great quarterback. I mean, he's proven it. It's just sometimes you want to watch the, the football games on mute because of the people that broadcasters are so bad. <laughs> yep. I agree. One thing, too, um, you had brought up Kincaid. I, I really wish that they would target him a little bit more, use him yeah. a little bit more. Um, I think and so they have Knox, which he's, I mean, he's been proven pretty consistent throughout his career there as well. But I think Kincaid is so many steps higher on his potential that they should be using him more. And they have a lot of weapons to where they should be able to spread it out to whoever, almost whenever. But they just don't. He's one of those tight ends that in the draft, I was, I mean, very rarely do I get excited about a tight end. Right. (laughs) But Kincaid is one of them that he's just a special player the way he plays. And Florida for the two. Yeah. Right. This year. Oh, I'm excited for the next year's tight end. Ooh. And Laporta isn't quite as athletic, I don't think, as Kincaid. But he's, I mean, they're not far off. They're both going to make plays 
consistently. Oh yeah, with the yeah. big opportunity, the big impact players. Yep. Alrighty, last game: Buccaneers against Eagles Monday night. I'll let you do this one. <laughs> I enjoyed this one. Um, I do want to give credit. Uh, Devontae Smith really stepped up, having Brown out. Uh, he he showed up. He played real well. Um, he probably could have easily had double the receptions and yards if Hurts could throw. Um, I don't have a whole lot on this game. Just such a big blowout that not a whole lot to talk about for the Eagles side. But uh, Baker Mayfield looked really good. Um, you know, he was spreading the ball around. Uh, Otten made a handful of really good catches. Um, he had the touchdowns. Um, he didn't end up getting one of them. But between him and Evans, I think Evans had two that were really big uh, first down conversions. Yep. And were able to keep drives going. Um, between those two, I think is where the offense is going to run through. Um, and then you just have Godwin in there to to pick up as the speed, you know, the deep threat. Um, I don't know what this team's going to do in the playoffs the rest of the way here. And we'll go over that a little bit, but. This team is going to have to be firing on all cylinders, and the defense is going to have to step up. Um, I mean, they, they played the Eagles well, but this Eagles team is depleted so badly right now that I don't even know if it was necessarily a challenge for them on, on defense in this game. But they're going to have to be at top level in their next game. I think. Yeah. Um, this is another this is another team. Oh sorry. Um that it all depends on what team shows up. Yeah. Like their defense is really, really good. And they blew the Eagles out. Mike Evans only had three catches. Like that's not a normal formula for the Bucks when they win is it's usually Mike Evans 10 catches 100 and some yards touchdown if not two and Godwin's usually sprinkled in there uh, and then White's usually over 100 yards when they win but yeah this is another team that depends on what team shows up could be very dangerous um, like you said Baker Mayfield has Impressed me all year, pretty much all year. I, like, we, you know, I'm not a big Baker Mayfield fan. <laughs> and I've been saying it all year, but he's, he's winning me over, and I think he should be the starter next year. Playing very well. You really can't ask for more of a, 
out of your quarterback than what he's been playing. And it's nice to have all these players step up to help him out. Uh, Otten could have had three more catches, and I believe one could have been a touchdown, but he dropped dropped three of them. Yep. Uh, Evans had a drop, I think it was, and they were, like, raving about how he never drops passes. So this game could have easily been way more out of control than it already was. Um, other side, like you said, this team was hurt. The best wide receiver was out. Uh, but Devontae Smith showed up big, almost 150 yards. Uh, they just couldn't get anything going. And you could tell, you could tell on the sideline, you could tell just the way they were playing. They, they didn't have that kick to them. They didn't have the energy they normally have. And, I don't know if it was just the one in five to end the year or what it was, but this isn't the normal Eagles offense that you're used to seeing. And, but yeah, insane. The last thing I have on this game before we get into our next segment, uh, the Buccaneers actually stopped the tush push. Yeah. (laughs) Which was actually pretty cool. Uh, was that the two point conversion? Or no, yeah. well, it was on yeah. the touchdown, wasn't it? I thought it was a two point. Sure it was, it was yep, yeah, it was a two point. Yep, uh, Goddard had the touchdown. And, yeah. uh, they had got a penalty, so it was moved forward, so. Yeah, so they went for it. Um, <clears throat> I forgot what I was gonna say now. I had one more thing I was gonna bring up. Oh, uh, I was gonna touch more on that Devontae Smith. He had, um, I think there was two passes that were he had the defense beat and Hertz had launched the ball and just couldn't couldn't get that connection. It was Yeah, it wasn't one over. way out of side yeah. out of bump, one really short. Yeah, well um Or was I thinking of a different play? Maybe one of them was short. I thought they were both like very much overthrown, but maybe oh, one of them was short. Was really short. But and then the other one was like way out of bounds and like ten yards above him. Yeah, he had the defenders beat and should yeah. have been touchdowns on both of them. Yeah. Um, and that I mean shouldn't happen. I I've said this for a while now about Hurts. I I'm a fan of him as a how he acts and stuff. Generally, um, this season he's kind of came off a little bit different as, as how he normally responds and acts to stuff. Um, but he isn't, he doesn't have the best arm. And that was, I mean, we've discussed this for years, you and I. Yeah. And I thought about that, but, um, he did look so much better last year throwing the ball. Oh, I don't know what happened between last year and this year. Um, but this year he, he struggled with passes that he was making last year. And it's really strange. And as a player, I mean, he, he's good. Um, but as a, a fan of the Cowboys, I, I kind of enjoy watching the team struggle. Just, yeah, I was having fun. <laughs> it's just unfortunate. I, I don't know what happened. Uh, maybe they'll figure it out. Maybe it was, I think, didn't they lose their offensive coordinator? 
last last year too, or something like this. I can't remember, but usually that's what happens when you have a really good season like these guys did. Yeah, so I I don't remember who it is that they have right now, but he's interviewing for a few head coaching jobs or oh, yep. something like that, and kind of strange. Um, just the way that they've called a handful of plays in the past few games where they've done so many screens. I think I saw something they had like 200 and some screen attempts with negative yardage averaging. It was like negative 52 yards total. I'm not sure the exact like stipulation on it, but this team generally isn't much for screen passes, which kind of surprised no. me if they did call that many. Um, it's one of those things that, you know, maybe it was the offensive coordinator change. Who knows? Right. Um, but, you know, as a fan of football, hopefully they get it addressed and figured out and that there wasn't too much locker room drama to have this team be competitive again. They just need to get rid of their coach. That's all. But felt gross to say. <laughs> because the well, the way I think it trickles down from the top. Their coach acted really weird this year too, compared to last year, and you could tell that the players even acted way different. Don't get me wrong, the fan base is always trash, but the players tried to act a little decent. But this year it was just a whole different ball game. Yeah, and was, I think it's just because they were dom- so dom- dominant that they thought they had the swag, and I don't know, just weird. Yeah. I don't know. Out of all the coaches I've ever seen, I think he's probably the most punchable. So yeah, one hundred percent. I can't stand him. So glad he's gone. Well, he's not yet, is he? No, uh, no, he should be though. <laughs> I don't think they'll get rid of him. I think they'll keep him. <laughs> no, probably not, but. <laughs> If you're 11 and 6, that'd be pretty crazy. Yeah. I don't see him getting rid of him, but I mean, the, the locker room and the whole downfall of the season, who knows? Well, that's what I mean. Like, you could see there was sideline and locker room nonsense that was going on, so. If they're going to, it's got to be within the next day or two. Otherwise, they're going to lose out on right. interviews. So many of that could be. Alrighty, next segment. Offensive player of the week. I had a lot of trouble. I wish we could do co-MVPs of the week. <laughs> this one was tough. Um, but I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield. Okay. The way he just dominated, the way he led his team against his team. I just love the way he played. And he just keeps surprising me each time that he comes out and does well. So I'm curious. Who was your second? Uh, Aaron Jones. Okay. <laughs> so I have CJ Stroud. Mm. Just yeah, going in um, and demolishing a team like the Browns defensively. They're one Great of the best. Number one. Um, my number two would have been a co. MVP of Jordan Love and Aaron Jones. Oh. Yeah. Um, just the way they played, and that sucks to say, but... Yeah, right. Yeah, it's a hard one. When you brought up that you wished that they could be co-MVPs, like, 
<laughs> that would have been a good My one. number two would have been a co-MVP. That would have right. Been like, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, all right, defense, who do you have? Uh, defense, I have Steven Nelson. Um, <laughs> he had the interception return, 82 yards. Um, kind of changed how the game was playing for Houston. Um, and that from there, it was just a landslide. So yep. I think, I think that momentum shift that was caused by that was just too big to overcome. And I absolutely was trying to not have the same team for both of these, but as you get a smaller bracket of games, it's tough. <laughs> yeah, it is. I thought I went between him and, and uh, Savage for Green Bay, and I didn't want to have two Green Bays, so I was like, I don't know. And then I ended up having both Texans. Yeah, I have Steven Nelson as well. He had the 82 year touchdown, he had a sack. Um, and yeah, like you said, changed the outcome of the game. Just a big, big play that. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Alrighty. Let's get this going. We're going to do a new segment here. A little less game, so we have a little more time. We're going to do the top five of this year's positions on offense. Regular uh, season. Regu- yep, regular season, not including the playoffs. Uh, kickers are going to be included with the offense. And we're just doing... How do you want to do that? Do you want to start from five, go up to one, or just five me up. tell you my one to one, one to five, or do you want to alternate? Uh, let's do five up to one. So we, we'll go backwards. Let's go back and forth. And alternate or okay, yeah, go back and forth. So, um, so yeah, right. just, to, just to reiterate, it's regular season only. Uh, we're doing quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and kicker right now. Alrighty, quarterback number five. I have Jared Goff. Okay, I have Mahomes. Mm. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll defend this. Um, <laughs> just because of the drops, um, he's got on-target throws. Yep. It are it's really high up there, and if he didn't have all the drops, he'd probably be number three. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. He's so good. It's so hard. Yeah. Luckily, it's just this season because he would be number one. But Yeah, for sure. <laughs> number four, I have Tua. Okay. I got Stroud. Like, numbers just speak for themselves, I think, on both there. Yeah, yeah. Stroud. I ha- Alrighty. I like that. That's one. Uh, my number three is Stroud. Okay. I have him just because what he can do with less weapons, like young weapons and just so consistent. So, and he was hurt and he's still able to put up the numbers he did. So he was just more consistent in my eyes. I had him back and forth between three and four. Um, okay. I settled on four just because I actually have Jordan Love as number three. Ooh. Oh. Um, just what he has done 
this season and specifically the last like half of the season. I would okay. put him at number three. Hmm. All right. You you're getting me shook here. <laughs> and, and when I asked you, I was like was this difficult for you? And you're like, oh, no, not really. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, I wonder why it was for me then. This, huh. All right. I got Jackson at number two. Okay. Yep. That second half, he actually became a quarterback instead of just a dual threat. He was passing on dimes. <clears throat> he barely had any incompletions. Like the second half of the like he didn't have a lot of completions, but he was like perfect. One, two misses here and there, at least yep. 200 yards and just on fire. And then, well, he runs like a free 50 plus yards all the time. So, right. Um, yeah, I actually have Purdy. Um, Ooh. and a lot of people give him a lot of crap about having such a built offense around him. Mm-hmm. But if you look at it, he isn't that far off from most quarterbacks on the yards after catch added to him. Right. Like he's right in there for the percentages. Um, and his on throw like target yep. is very high up there. He's a very accurate quarterback. And yeah, absolutely. I mean, he has been healthy, so kind of worrisome. I mean, coming off of the ending last year, but right. Uh, this is gonna shock the crap out of you, I think. But I think this is our MVP of the year. Uh, I got Dak as number one. <laughs> I was curious. What was going to happen? I didn't expect you to have him at one. I was thinking more like three, but I actually have Dak as well. Uh, just statistically, uh, it's one of the best years quarterback related, not like overall, because we didn't base it off of yards, touchdowns, right. really. Um, we were looking at our own information, uh, whether it be advanced metrics or whatever you want mixed in there. Um, but Statistically, Dak had one of the best years, percentage-wise, on his on-target throws, um, his, what was it, over 40 yards. There was like six or seven of them that he led, and that's what determined that he was my number one, was all of that. Um, If you factored in this playoff game, I'd still probably have him at one. Just because it wasn't a terrible game from him, and quarterbacks are going to have bad games. Right. I would have added a couple more people if I would have just went off of this, but. Yeah. I I actually had Lamar as uh, going back and forth with, with Mahomes. Oh, okay. And I am not a fan of Lamar's play style. However, I think he has improved drastically. Yeah. With his throwing from the pocket this year. And even throwing in general. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm dying over here. Alrighty, running backs. Number five. I'll let you do. I'll let you start. 
this right. one. My number five, I actually have Connor. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I wish that uh, he missed a couple games. Yeah. Wish we could have seen a full season out of him, but impact-wise and play-wise, he was very productive with the place that he got. Yeah. I have James Cook. Consistent player. Dual threat. He he was really good both ways. When you could tell when he was actually going, so was the team. Uh, The play style, the way he plays, he, he didn't fumble much this year. I think he fumbled the first play and then he didn't fumble for a while. And just a very good player. I like him. And I think that's where he landed. Okay. My next one is probably going to be the most shocking out of the whole list. Uh, so number four, running back. Uh, I got Derrick Henry. Ooh, look at um, that. <laughs> he didn't get the ball nearly as much as he had been prior seasons, but he was far more efficient. Yeah, in this instance, probably because of that. Um, I also yeah. think it helped because he had a little bit of a pass game for a little while there. But uh, efficiency-wise, he he was up there. That's awesome. I have Derrick Henry too. So, <laughs> yep. <laughs> I didn't actually expect him to be on the list. Yep, I have Derrick Henry at number four. Funny. Uh, so number three, I actually have Mostert. Oh. Um, yeah. I mean, Makes sense. Makes sense. One of the touchdowns he had is ridiculous, and this breakaway plays, he, I mean, he had outrageous numbers. <laughs> yeah. I have Jamar, I have Gibbs. Okay. As a rookie, the numbers he put up, just how unstoppable he was when they actually used them, because they had Montgomery playing a lot right away until he got hurt, and once Montgomery went away, Gibbs just stepped up and absolutely dominated. Just, yeah, that's what I got. Well, that makes sense. Um so for the most part, I tried to stay away from players that didn't fill a full season. Um, and I mean, a game or two here or there. But uh, I have Kyron Williams. <laughs> um, he, I think he started what week? He had like the first five weeks. He didn't really play. Yeah. And with what he did in that short time, it's going to be insane when he gets the full season, as long as Absolutely. he can stay healthy. Um, and like I said, generally, I tried to stay away from it, but this was a little bit different situation because it wasn't injury-related, really. Um, right. It was... They didn't know him. <laughs> For the most part. That's who I have, too. This is... 
<laughs> I assume we're going to have the same one for the next one as well. Um, yeah, you start January 14th, so... Thirteen games he played. When did he start? January fourteenth. January doesn't work. That's yeah, a couple days ago. Oh, September tenth. Dear George, man. Yeah, September tenth. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, just imagine like if he would have had. And he almost had twelve hundred yards. Like. Yeah. No, that's what happened number probably two. Beginning of the season. Yeah, absolutely insane. And 12 touchdowns, like, come on. Yeah. If you, I, I was going to say, if you didn't have him in general up there, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, I don't know if anyone, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, I mean, just what he did, he took full advantage of opportunities that were given, that's for sure. Um uh, yeah, and yeah, number one. Number one. I got to see. Yep. The only one that, I mean, it's got to be for everybody, right? Yeah, yeah, makes sense. If you're definitely delusional if you don't have him as the best running back right now. Yeah. No matter how you look at it, he he should be number one. He can do everything, and he does it all at a very high level. So. Yep, and it's consistent. It's yep. not like you can take a day off. All right. So then we'll move. We got uh, wide receivers. Uh, what do you got for number five? Number five, I have A.J. Brown. Okay. He had that big streak in there of 125 yards a game. And, yeah, just absolutely dominant every time he's on the field. And just that big presence that is always toward him is just ridiculous. Yeah, for sure. Um, so this is my only injury exception. And, well, I take that back. I have another one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, injury exception um, is Justin Jefferson. Ooh. Um, he would be higher up on the list if he wasn't hurt. Oh, yeah. But I have him at five um, just because what he did in the few games that he played. What, did he have, like, 11 games? Ten. Ten games. And he had over 1,000 yards, yeah. Um, so in that, I mean, efficiency-wise, he was up there. Yeah, he's so good. He is my number five. I sadly don't have him in here at all, but <laughs> he... number him and AJ were the ones that yeah. went back and forth, and that was probably the same for you. <laughs> yeah, eight, yeah. Number four, I have St. Brown. Okay. I got uh, Puka at number four. Yes, instead. Um, that's who I have at three. I have St. Brown at three. Oh, so we just flipped the flap. Yep. <laughs> Uh, number two, I have C.D. Lamb. I have C.D. Lamb at number two as well. And number one, I have Tyreek Hill. So if the season okay. would have been another game longer, regular season, Lamb may have pushed Hill in my eyes. Yeah. But it was close yeah. between them. Oh, 
all very consistent and dominant pretty much all year long. So I think uh, Lamb had almost the same amount to be added in as rushing yards. As right. In total yards, but then it gets to the whole that debate there. But in my yeah. eyes, Hill and Lamb. But. I agree. All right, tight ends. I'll let you go first. Uh, so number five, tight end, I have Evan Ingram. Mm, okay, yep. I have Kincaid. Okay. I sadly don't have him on my list. He didn't quite make it. Um, number four is TJ Hawkinson. Mm. He was yeah. the other one. I mean, injury, it was pretty late yeah. in the season. But what he did, I mean, he was efficient. He, I mean, he had a few drops and stuff here and there, but he was pretty efficient for the most part and was, in my eyes, debatable between five and six. Or uh, four and six. I can't count. <laughs> I have Ingram at three. I mean, four. I meant four. Okay. Fair. Um, number three, then, I have Kelsey. Mm, I don't have him in my top five. <laughs> he had, like, two good weeks, and that was it. Yeah, it's been tough here and there, but... I get you, though. I, it, it's hard not to have him up there. I have Hawkinson at number three. Uh, quarterback, carousel after week seven or eight or whatever it was. And still was able to stay, like you said, consistent throughout. He did have a few drops here and there, but a lot of people had had those this year. So, yeah, tight end was actually really difficult. <laughs> yeah, um, there was a lot that I wanted to put up there just because I like them. Yeah, I'm like they statistically, it doesn't make sense to have them there. This person did better. Like, right. I don't know. Um, I actually, number two, I have Laporta. I do as well. And I'm guessing we're going to have the same number one, too. Probably. Number one, Kittle? Yep. Yeah. Uh, he was easily the best this year, and I don't even think it's close. Yeah, he had a few slow games, but the games that were there were really there, and it was really good. And that team's got a lot of a lot of firepower. So yeah, they do. Can't expect them to have huge games every. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess uh, move on to kickers then. Yeah. Number five, I got Koo from the Falcons. Oh yeah. I have Jake Elliott from the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sad that I don't have him on mine. He was right there though. Kickers are so hard because you got to look at like everything and how <laughs> it's just a weird situation to be in. Uh, four, I have Hopkins from the Browns. Pretty sure that's who it is. Uh, who do you have? Hopkins. Oh, oh, from the Browns. I, for whatever reason, I heard the Texans was in Browns on the Texans. But in my eyes, that's the thing mm-hmm. I was thinking. Um, I have Dicker from mm, the yep. Chiefs. Or uh, Chargers. 
Yeah, I know who you meant. I'm I know who you meant. <laughs> My number three is Bucker from the Chiefs, the actual Chiefs. Yeah, the actual, the actual Chiefs. <laughs> Um, my number three is Aubrey from Cowboys. Ooh, really? Okay. The, the way um, the season ended bumped him down slightly. Oh, okay. So I would have had him. All right. Uh, number two, I have Tucker. I have Butker from the Chiefs. Number two. Nice. The actual Chiefs. Yeah. And number number one, I have Aubrey. Okay. <laughs> he, I don't think he missed, like, at all this whole year. Until the last week. <laughs> Until the last week, yeah. yeah and everyone, one. everyone else did. Yeah. Um, so, I have Fairbarn, or Fairbairn, from Houston. From this is my number Texas. one. Yeah. That's a good pick. I like that. I had, like, if that... Last week wouldn't have happened. Aubrey would have been number one. I mean, he got what Pro Bowl and All Pro and everything. Yeah, he did miss like three or four extra points. But kind of hurts too. I bumped him down because of that. I didn't necessarily count the block against him because that block was terrible blocking for the offensive line. Anyways, um, that was a fun one. Uh, we can go through here, um, just repeat our top fives um, back and forth. So quarterback, my number one through five, Dak, Purdy, Love, Stroud, and Mahomes. And I had Dak, Jackson, Stroud, Tua, and Goff. You mentioned there. Um, running back, number one through five, uh, CMC, Karen Williams, Mostert, Henry, and Connor. I had CMC, Williams, Gibbs, Henry, and Cook. Wide receiver, number one through five, Hill, Lamb, St. Brown, Puka, and JJ. And I had Hill, Lamb, Puka, St. Brown, and A.J. Brown. Tight end, one through five, Kittle, Laporta, Kelsey, Hawkinson, and Ingram. I had Kittle, Laporta, Hawkinson, Ingram, and Kincaid. Pickers, Fairbarn. Um, Butker, Aubrey, Dicker, and Elliot. And I had Aubrey, Tucker, Bucker, Hopkins, and Koo. So that rounds out our top fives of the offense. I like that segment. Oh, fun. <laughs> so now we'll go to our next segment. Our divisional round predictions. You oh, you went four and two of our first week, the wild card, and I went three and three. So you are up by one on this one. 
for Which the one did you go different than me on? The Texans game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He gets me every time. <laughs> every time. I kind of hope he gets me here again, but we'll see. Uh, Texans-Ravens, I have to go with the team in my eyes, even though the Texans went laid out, but how good the Ravens have been playing, I got the Ravens. I'm going with Stroud. I'm going the Texans. Upset. Okay. It's hard to call them out. He's been on fire. I don't know. I The Ravens should win, but the Browns should have won too. Right. Um, and it's I'm going to keep rolling with this because it's working well for my pickums. Our next game, Saturday night, we got the Packers, 49ers. I got the 49ers. But it'll be a close game for how good the Packers have been playing. Yeah, I have the 49ers, but I agree. I think if Packers come prepared like they did this past week, not that they had to prepare for much, but if they come prepared, it could be a good game. Yeah, for sure. Our next game, our first Sunday game, Buccaneers against the Lions. This game is going to all depend on what team shows up. But I'm going to go with the risk. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. Okay. This one could either be uh, a catch-up or uh, me run away with the lead here. I'm going to go with the Lions. (laughs) Yeah, you'd win, I think, if I get both of those wrong. Yeah, I I honestly I think the the Ravens will probably win, but I'm I can't switch because I've been going with the Texans this whole time. So. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Lions. Uh, I can see this one going either way though, honestly. Yeah, it's gonna be a good one. And then our last game, Chiefs against the Bills. I have the Chiefs, even though they are away. Ooh. I have the Bills. If they can keep the turnovers down, um, I think they have a, a good shot at this one. But it's going to be a tough game. For sure. It's going to be a good game. I have a score to uh, 24-21. Oh, yeah. In case we need it, but I don't expect we will because we have three yeah. different. <laughs> right. I'll go... Okay. I think it'll be a higher scoring game. And then we'll go offense and defense to watch. I have the Texans offense against this very stout Ravens defense. I have the Texans offense as well. Uh, If the Texans offense can put up points, they can compete in this game. And that's what I'm banking on. Absolutely. And then defense, who do you got? I have the Packers. If they stand a chance in this game, they need to slow down the 49ers offense. Uh, I think the Packers can score on the 49ers defense. I think it's been proven that the 49ers can give up some points. However, um, the Packers defense need need to step up and, and stop the Niners offense. Yep, I have the Packers defense as well. Because <laughs> the few games. Yeah, you gotta 
when you're playing one of the best offenses in the league, you're going to got to slow them down in big moments. And this is a huge and big test for the Packers if they want to advance. I think both uh, the Texans, Ravens, and the Packers 49ers are the two games that I'm most interested in. Oh, yeah. Um, the other two, I mean, whoever wins, I'm fine Good with. I just – I'm interested to see what happens in these two games. I don't really care who wins between the Packers and the 49ers, although no. I'd like to see the Packers lose. Yeah. Um, I don't really care. I have nothing against this team, even though they destroyed us. Right. <laughs> They're good. All right, yeah. That's all I got. That, I don't have anything else either. Um, so, yeah, uh, this covers our recap and predictions for – the divisional weekend uh, coming up here. Um, podcast is available on Apple, Google, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Uh, thanks for listening. If you have any comments, questions, feel free to reach out. Um, you can find us on social media or um, you know we get uh, episode comments. You can leave a rating. Um, all of that is appreciated. Yeah. Thanks, Luke. Yeah, thank you, and thanks, everyone, for listening. Yeah, like you said, leave a review. It, we appreciate it. It helps us out. Uh, just let us know what you want us to do next week or in the future. Just leave a comment anywhere, social media. We do our live game stuff, and, yeah, have a good one.